I didn't realize how um, busy I really was until I wasn't busy anymore. <laughs> we are learning very, very quickly uh, just what it takes, what it looks like, what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, all about the emotions and the senses of um, starting up again. Welcome to today's episode of Community Connections, a Love Inc. podcast. Uh, this is episode four, and I am your host, Nolan Gunn. Uh, this podcast is all about connecting local churches and organizations in Stanton, Waynesboro, and Augusta County uh, throughout the entire community. Uh, today, I'm here with both Bill Roberts and Debbie Ramsey. Uh, Bill is the uh, director of, or administrative director of Love Inc., and uh, Debbie is the executive director of Love Inc., and we are very happy to have them with us, uh, all three of us here today. So uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, in our first section about uh, the office, donation center, gathering place, uh, and just a few other little adjustments that we've had to make and all of that that's been going on. And then uh, Debbie will be sharing in the next section about uh, what, uh, what's been going on as a whole for Loving, what's coming up, what's gonna come forward, what's going to, or what's going to happen moving forward, um, and just some uh, vision uh, looking forward. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Good morning. You're very, very welcome. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Uh, so let's, um, let's talk about the office. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been real. Um, we're just, we are learning very, very quickly uh, just what it takes, what it looks like, what it looks like, sounds like, feels like, all about the emotions and the senses of um, starting up again. Um, just because it's very emotional. Uh, it strains on your psychological, your psyche. And it uh, definitely... Uh, is a quick adjustment to your uh, your personal schedules. Sure. And all of that sort of uh, blends in. And so we're learning very quickly uh, those different impacts. It's a good thing that we um, have those family relationships um, already firmly established because they're being stretched right now sure. in just a matter of... Um, well, officially we, we opened Monday, but of course, in order to make Monday happen, we had to start last week in making the plans. Uh, and so uh, it, just, it, it just pushes us. And so we're realizing very quickly that uh, having that, that margin in our life, the time that we uh, really uh, relied on in the morning time prior to work, how much we treasure that because we have lost it very, very quickly. Um, and I can speak personally that uh, I'm trying to figure out how to capture that back again. Yeah, for sure. It's important. Yeah. Debbie, have you been feeling about the whole reopening <laughs> and everything? Um, a lot of the same feelings. And we, um, I've been working mostly, as Bill calls it, I've been in store mode um, because I've been at the stores <laughs> trying to um, get uh, them ready, prepared to open. Uh, we did a soft opening of AGP on um, last Friday, and we were open Friday, Saturday, and then the official reopening uh, was on Monday. But the soft opening was to help us be able to make sure that all the processes and procedures were in place, the safety procedures for our volunteers, for our community, and um, 
it, you know, the, it, it was trying because we want to make sure that everybody knows that we're doing everything we can uh, to, um, to be responsible, but also to offer the community the opportunity for, um, as some people were saying, a little normalcy, uh, to be able to shop again and to be able to see familiar faces, even though they were behind masks. Uh, you know, so that's where I have been as far as just very focused on getting the stores open, very focused on, um, we have uh, quite a few volunteers that have um, very responsibly decided to stay home for a while until they feel a little more comfortable. And so there's just, you know, there's, there's challenges, but then there also is just so many blessings of seeing people come in and the joy that um, that is there. Right. That's the balancing act. Yeah, it is that a balancing act. we are act. sort of mm -hmm. walking through right now. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's no no instruction manual. There's no right or wrong. There's no <laughs> list of this is how you're supposed to do this. And and uh, so emotionally, I'm, I'm right there with, with Bill. Uh, the margin that I was able to create uh, during our our little hiatus of working remotely uh, was very quickly. It went away very quickly. And so now I'm just trying to figure out how to get up a lot earlier to make sure that I have my time with the Lord and uh, to to not be over, you know, just focused all on, uh, you know, ministry stuff. We need to focus on family and things like that. So just trying to find that balance again. And that speaks really to the logistical side of things, how everything kind of just changes all at once from, uh, Bill was saying, you know, 10 o'clock is the new 8.30 because we meet at 8.30 for our devotions in yes. the morning. And 10 o'clock is usually, you know, we start getting going 9.30, 9, 9.30, and then 10 o'clock we're into the work, we're deep in and that kind of thing. Yeah, and you all Zoom meetings started at 10. I, I noticed that trend when we were working remotely. It's like, all right, we're awake. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been quite interesting. Well, and if we think back nine weeks when uh, the governor shut things down, it took us, it took me, I know, a good two weeks to find my new footing. Absolutely. Uh, and that's where we find ourselves now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I suspect it's going to take us two, three weeks uh, to reacclimate again. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, this is it's just fascinating, yeah. but it's not fun in the moment. Sure. And, and also the community has been very, um, I guess they've been forced to, to embrace our shorter hours at the store. Uh, just like our donation center, we've had to cut the hours because of the requirements of the uh, quarantining. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of people at the door at three o'clock wanting in. And we, you know, we of course had to move those hours back to, um, you know, from five to three. And donation center, same thing. We've we've had to cut the hours to just receiving one day a week, and uh, I know that's hard on the community. And it's it's you know, but we have to be able to let the stuff set. We have to be able to have volunteers come in to process them, and so all of that has been very new, very um, just trying to work our way through it and figure it out. It's the fatigue factor that goes into yeah. it as well. So just as leaders of the ministry, we have to be very sensitive to our staff and our volunteers and not 
allow them to overdo it. Yes. Because if we open the floodgates and open the doors completely wide, that, that's what will happen. And right. we have to be able to balance that, uh, that fatigue factor. And that's one of the unique challenges of a nonprofit too, is that typically you're, I mean, they're, they're here because they are. That's correct. They're all in, they're all in. Mm -hmm. So if they, if we open the doors, they will be there. (laughs) And so it's like, okay, okay, hold up for a second. We love you so much, but. It gives us a very small glimmer, I think, of what uh, occurs at a much larger level within, you know, local, regional, state um, leaders. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we had the donation center opening, a gathering place, or a donation center one day a week, gathering place cut back to 10 to 3, Monday through Saturday, is that, mm-hmm. that's right. Um, and everything else. And I know we talked about... And the office is, the office. is open, uh, 9 to 2 officially, uh, and it's open to staff only. And so we're not uh, currently inviting any of our volunteers, our office volunteers, the clearinghouse. We're not doing any... Uh, intakes currently uh, we wanted to give our staff time in the office and with it just being staff and it's such a difficult thing because I mean you think about the neighbors I mean they they call and they're waiting and that kind of thing so it's like we're doing the best we can with the time that we have but right. but it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to right. re- re-ramp all of that up so yeah, and that kind of speaks to not just the logistical, but the emotional and psychological changes as well. Can either of you speak to those as, uh, I guess, leaders of the ministry? Like what, what unique to this ministry and yourselves, what are those uh, shifts and uh, changes that you've had to make both in yourself and uh, as a leader? You know, as I mentioned earlier about the margin that, you know, was found and that, I think that was one of the biggest blessings. I didn't realize how um, busy I really was until I wasn't busy anymore. <laughs> and uh, even though I was working remotely, um, it was very different being able to uh, to be at home and to be able to, uh, you know, Junior got dinner every night and that, that doesn't happen normally. <laughs> and so, um, and now it's just, there's almost this uh, sense of hesitation of not wanting to completely give up all that margin and um, be able to, to know that, you know, um, if I'm feeling it and sensing it, then I want to be, I want to be mindful of my, you know, our staff and, and the volunteers and, you know, also the fear factor of, you know, everybody has a different level of com- being comfortable. And, you know, we have to, as leaders, we have to be mindful of if somebody is way up here on, they want it, you know, everything, um, you know, masked up and, and just, you can tell that they're not comfortable. Or if they're down here where it's, you know, hey, stay away from me six feet, I'm good. Um, and, and so that in our office space also <laughs> has been a little bit of a challenge because, you know, we all are two to our office and then, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's not a lot of space for us to spread out. So we're doing the best we can. I think we're doing well. Um, but, uh, it also, it just creates that angst of, you know, wanting to, to make sure that you're meeting everybody's expectations on, 
you know, their, um, you know, where they are personally. I mean, right. some people have situations where they have, you know, elderly people they're taking care of or they're elderly themselves, you know. And so we're, we're constantly, I, I feel like that word balance and then the, you know, the, the fatigue factor too, because we don't want people to come in and give, you know, 150% when, you know, they've been at home and I'm not saying they weren't doing anything at home, but it was very different. And now, you know, um, ramping things up, it, it's creating a, a lot of um, opportunity for them to, to wear themselves out. That, and we don't want that to happen. Correct. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Well, I, did, I think I was just sitting here and reminded myself, too, that, you know, during this time, it takes twice as long to complete a task. And I, I can't really put a finger on as to why that's the case, but it's the reality. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that because um, we have to be able to give ourselves and extend ourselves grace and understanding that what we are accustomed to completing in you know, an hour might take two hours and that you need to be okay with that. Uh, that again speaks to the emotional and the psychological um, aspect of who we are just as right. human beings. Right. That's right. That's, yep, that's... Well, and that was our biggest adjustment when we started, that is was not being able to turn around and say, hey, Bill, what do you think about this? Right. You know, when you had to either text, die, you know, Slack, email, whatever, you know, and it, it was just, it was so very different. Yeah. And yeah. When everything was so regimented yes. and scheduled. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's, so it's just dealing with those emotions. So I hope those who are watching and listening can learn from our experiences. Um, and know that we're going through it too. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> they can, they don't have to feel like they're uh, right. like, oh, I mean, you think about pastors and you think about Absolutely. ministry leaders, business owners. I mean, all the whole kit and caboodle, as they say, everybody's struggling with this right now. So yeah, it's tough. Not, not easy at all. Now, the, the fun thing that we can talk to is, is sort of what you mentioned earlier, and that is, you know, uh, looking forward, being able to continue to cast vision mm -hmm. uh, to the future. Mm -hmm. um, that can and does bring such energy and enthusiasm mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it, it's just not as draining. So I'll let Debbie share with you. Well, yeah, we we were definitely um, before all this happened. We had gotten into a um, we were moving, uh, you know. We had yes, I, I I remember entering 2020 and thinking, Wow, Lord, I just can't imagine what's going to happen by the end of 2020. And um, it, it, it changed a little, <laughs> very quickly. Um, but we were still, we still have the same desire, the same vision, the same, um, you know, it, initiatives. But they're going to look a little different for a while. And so, and we need to be okay with saying, you know what, 
uh, we're going to need to put this on hold for a little while until until things start to to open up. Um, you know, churches start to open up fully, not just you know for um, uh, scaled back services and things like that, because we do use you know church buildings and we. Right. Uh, utilize many volunteers. Um, our Loving Your Neighbor program typically has, you know, close to 100 people there. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of different things that um, we have to think about for that. But one of the cool things and, and that we had started working on is one day Bill and I were having a, um, we had our executive team meeting and we were just talking about how many, there's so many times that being able to share what loving really is about and what we do and how we do it can get very difficult because when you start throwing in two stores, a clearing house, a donation center, uh, you know, a loving your neighbor program, there's just so many different things and being able to um, really wrap our head around, you know, what are we here for? We're here for those things, but we're here to serve the church. And so you know, how we do that is we give them the opportunity to, you know, the people within the church, the church body to come out into the community and be able to serve in any way that they're desiring to do. Mm -hmm. And so him and I were talking and we were like, you know, and I started sketching out this like sort of a car. (laughs) It wasn't, I'm not a drawer, but anyway. And so he started saying, you know, and I started telling him about, I love the little red truck. And anybody who has been around at Christmas and even now they have it, uh, you know, for all times during the year. I love the little red truck and I love the way that it's, it's old, but it's, it's unique and it's, it has purpose because it's going around. Most of them are farm trucks and they're going around and they're doing many tasks and many things. And so he started drawing the little red truck and I started drawing stick figures and we just started coming together. And we have an amazing lady in our community. Uh, her name is Shannon. How do you say her last Shankar. name? Shang- Sankar. Shankar? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and she uh, has a uh, standout arts is her business. And we talked to her about, hey, you know, I brought my little red truck. And we started just saying, here's what, here's our vision. We see people in the back of the truck because Love Inc., we feel, is a vehicle for the church to be able to, everybody can bring their gifts and talents and they can get into the back of the red truck. And then we can take them to those opportunities, whether it is a neighbor that needs something done, whether it is at our classes, whether it is volunteering somewhere in the ministry, or whether it's volunteering in other ministries because we can connect them. So if you can vision this little red truck running around the community with people on the back of it, and you know, we, you know, just being able to see that visually is, is very exciting. Yeah. So can I reveal it? Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. So this is what Shannon came up with mm-hmm. and Basically what it says here is mobilize churches, transform lives. Mm -hmm. And that is so true. When the church is mobilized, people's lives are going to be transformed. And it's not just the people in the, you know, in need. 
it is our it is our volunteers it is our churches we can we have so many stories about churches who they're you know they have been transformed um, from the inside out because of becoming involved in outside ministry and so this is sort of what our focus is going to be is what does this look like how do we help people get into the truck how do we prepare them through training because sometimes you know especially when you're in a relational ministry um, and you have to be in relationship with people maybe you've never been in relationship with before sometimes it takes some special sure. training like our redemptive compassion and things sure. like that so we're so excited yeah. about where this is going to take us how it's going to take us and we're now it's just when it's going to take us because we we have to we have to be aware we're in the middle of a pandemic and the little red truck may not have as much gas as what we like for it to have. and uh, like you said not as many people can be just because of logistics not as many people can be in the truck but we're hoping the community is going to be prepared um, to, to start thinking in, in the mindset of what does it look like? We've been outside the church now for nine weeks, you know, because of the reason, you know, because of this pandemic. So what does it look like to serve, you know, right. even, even, even in a greater way outside the church? And I would add, you know, and we've mentioned this uh, in previous uh, episodes, is connecting this vision of our red truck to um, the resource directory that we've referenced. Um, you know, because the red truck is, is there for volunteers, it's for the church, it's for the community, it's for neighbors. Um, and so, you know, how does all this fit and blend together? And it does. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Well, I think that's a, that's a wrap. I think that's a great way to end it out. So I uh, just wanted to thank everyone for listening to episode four of Community Connections. If you'd like us or me, Bill, Debbie, because we want to get her back on here, obviously. So we uh, leave a question in the comments and let us know if you have a question, whether that be uh, a logistical question, how Love Inc. operates, or just a burning question you might have on your mind. Let us know, and uh, we'd love to answer and discuss it on the podcast. Um, if you want to learn more about Love, Inc., go to loveincswa.org. And uh, anyways, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget that mobilized churches, as the red truck symbolizes, transforms lives. <laughs>